Hello. Hello. Uh, is this uh, Camilla? Uh, yeah, it is actually. Oh, um... <laughs> it is. Yeah, speaking. Who's calling? Oh, Who's calling? oh, it's uh, it's the uh, from from home. Um, the podcast. You know. Oh, that... hey, girl. How's it going? I'm doing good I'm doing good um so I was wondering do you want to come on to my show today I just wanted to talk to you a bit about the newsletter you know the bringing what you do you know life wow just gonna check my diary because obviously I'm very very busy at the moment um you know as I sit at home yep we, we can do it today we can do it today uh okay cool I love that all right let's do this you know colleagues and stuff um so yeah I thought let's send it and put it in the newsletter (laughs) it's really helpful I think I've found I found a few opportunities actually because of the newsletter that I've sent things into um and it's actually just nice because I I do this thing where if I see something that kind of relates to the area I'm interested in so like media in general Mm -hmm. I'm like you never know you might see something and then I've actually seen like I think every week has kind of been something that has been in the newsletter that's been for me so I really appreciate that that's it that's it yeah I'm glad and also you're like in I think you're in another group I'm in um sound and color. Color. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's quite yeah. a few like good little radio ones to be on I really no I really think it's just it's just the way and I think the pandemic showed me how helpful these things are yeah. because before I would just have the newsletters and the things and the messages pop in my email inbox and I'd like check them around work but ever since kind of moving on into freelancing and not being like able to just like be out there and networking with people these things have been great ways for me to just send people emails and start conversations or like invite people into this podcast or just it's really it's just it's really helpful to just sign up for like any newsletter or thing you find definitely there's a few other ones I mean if you're not on them already there's um like UK audio network yeah I've heard of that yeah that's a good one to be in like it's actually good for like actual jobs as well um and yeah like I think there's a few other ones I've seen as well that um are good so yeah Sign up. So, still. <laughs> I will. No, I definitely will. I, I need, I need all the work I can get. Basically, uh, so, um, so you say like you you search for jobs and to put on the newsletter, or people sometimes send you links, and you fact like you have connects that can kind of send you info about job opportunities. So, what kind of field have you worked? Fields have you worked in, in the past that have allowed you to kind of like make these connections? So, I work like I work at the moment as a presenter and producer. Um, in radio um and before I worked um I've worked out in a bit of tv as well as like a researcher so kind of working in those spaces um is basically yeah what I've done since I've sort of come out of uni and yeah that has um yeah I think that's just sort of like I guess you know my experience kind of being in those spaces you know there's kind of jobs are quite hard to kind of come by because sometimes you're often freelance or you're doing like short-term contracts so you're a bit like where's my next gig and also like I think um when you are kind of starting off in these spaces a lot of the time because the whole point of the bringing it's not just the newsletter it is obviously the Instagram and the Twitter account as well and a lot of the stuff on there is like just like bite-sized um information like tips and tricks like we do like a thing called like top tip Tuesday or like I think the jargon buster on a Thursday yeah, and it's like, yeah. I'm picking those up because when I first st- I started in TV first and when I first started in TV the thing I didn't understand was like people would use these phrases and I was like 
what what does like that actually mean? Like you're saying, oh, you're going to your PM. What's a PM? Like prime minister? Like do you know what I mean? Like I think when you first start <laughs> off, there's no like there's no dictionary. There's no one there to really tell you like oh, this is how maybe you should go around things or this is how maybe a good way to sort of network or communicate. You sort of figure it out yourself. So that's kind of what that inspired it. Just like my experience, like trying to get a foot into these these spaces and yeah, just. Trying to, trying to, I guess, reciprocate some of the things I learned. Yeah, um, I love that. Like, well. pa- like passing it back. Like someone I've started talking to who kind of mentors me is, she's really big on in telling me like, whenever you get to where you're trying to get to, remember to always pass it back. Because there's always someone coming up who's looking for the same opportunities or who needs the same help that you're needing right now. Um, also, for the people who might not know, you said PM, like what, what's the definition of PM? <laughs> Oh, it's a production manager um, when you're working yeah. on TV. But it's like, it's like the way they, they, like, when you work in these industries, and the thing is, I try, especially now that I'm at a point, kind of like your mentor was saying, like, like oh, I, I hate, it sounds mad cliche, where I'm putting where I can bring people in. But um, that's... But that's the name of the... Yeah, that's literally, the, yeah. That's, that's why it sounds like a little bit cringe. But um, when you're, like, when you're, um, what was I going to say? When you're... Like, I always now think to myself, okay, let me not use abbreviations or industry jargon that someone just starting out won't understand because they'll be like, what planet? I don't know what it means. And it's just unnecessary pressure. Like, no one wants to sit there spending their shift trying to figure out what you actually meant by something. So, yeah, I'm trying not to do it myself. <laughs> no, it's good. Like, I think I think I found another side of teachers. I'm someone who loves like audio and also TV, like anything kind of media related. I have a bunch of interests. So I think I was on Instagram one time and I saw you explaining like the development side of things. And I was like, yeah, this actually sounds kind of interesting. And then you broke it down and I was like, oh, maybe I should look into this because yeah. And it's like, sometimes you just need someone to lay it out plainly. This is what these areas are and kind of just give you these little tidbits to kind of maybe spark your interest because sometimes you don't really know what you want to do you just know you want to be in the industry exactly and that's the thing that I always say to people like and I I said to, my, I said to myself as well like I think the reason why because I remember once I went for a job interview and they were like oh you, you've done quite a few different things like do you actually want to work like in radio and I was like well yeah but the important thing is you need to know what you don't want to do as much as, much as you know what you do want to do um and like, like you said, like, you know, if you've seen an interest in like development and stuff, the, the skills you might do in radio are so transferable anyway, that you can, um, you can like transfer those skills across and you can like, you know, still, still take up everything you've learned in one industry and put, apply it to another. So yeah, it's definitely like about just testing out the walls. Now when I think you're, you know, you're starting off an industry and you're either coming up or you haven't got like mad life responsibilities you should test out as many different jobs as possible, like, to see, because you might do so, you know, oh my God, this is actually what I want to do, like, I, I never wanted to do that instead, and you would never, never know unless you tried it, so it's a luxury honestly. to be able to try it while you can. <laughs> no, honestly, um, so for anyone listening, if we haven't mentioned it, like, clearly before, Camilla's newsletter is called The Bring In, um, so Twitter, Instagram, also sign up for the newsletter, amazing opportunities on there. And I think you you basically said it really plainly. Sometimes you don't know, just getting as much experience in whatever you can as possible can really guide you, especially for, I think we're really in a time where you're like, I just want to, you, you may as well try anything because we're in a weird situation. 
we're all like the world's just not as it used to be which I mean it's kind of fine but it's better for you to kind of figure yourself out especially right now when you're kind of forced to figure yourself out so may as well pick up anything wherever you can or whatever opportunities you see and I really love that you said that radio has all these transferable skills because sometimes I look at my CV and I'm like fuck I've done way more podcasting and audio stuff than I've done TV stuff and I don't know if this is no, if I should I would, have done TV stuff. I would definitely say that it's I think it's interesting because obviously I worked in TV first and I think the reason why I was able to move across easier to radio is because for some reason they was like oh TV's like you know you're doing the visual element as well as the speech element so you know take away the visual and you're good but um I think the skills are so easily transferable especially in podcasts like you are literally creating the equivalent of a documentary of, you know, a talk show, but just about the visual element. Um, and especially now where everything, a lot of things are being done remote, the visual element is essentially your screen. It's Zoom, it's Google Hangouts, it's whatever platform you're using. So, yeah, like if that's what you're trying to do, update that CV, you know, kind of <laughs> enhance the skill, you know, switch them up a little bit and show that, you know, the skills can easily be applied into whatever it is you want to do so how did you find yourself in tv was this something that you'd always sought out or you kind of just stumbled into it no do, do you know what? I was at uni and I'd done a um I studied English and again like you never know really what you want to do when you're at uni you're like what am I going to do so I had loads of free time and I just like did loads of like different things like I guess I wanted to be one minute I was like I want to be a journalist which I still like I do like writing but not as a career um and I just experimented with different things. And when I came to graduate, because I'd done a lot of, I spent a lot of my time doing um, like free courses or like, you know, summer sort of like weird sort of summer camps that like the Roundhouse used to put on. I had a bit of experience. And then um, a, a charity called Creative Access were doing some internships. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. oh, there was one to be like a production assistant at a production company for six months paid. And I was like, what? Like, that is so sick. Like, you're going to pay me to work at a production company. I mean, I was like, yeah, let's apply. And I got it. And then I started, like, the, I think, September, I graduated. So it was just that perfect time. And it was just six months. And I think from that, um, obviously, you meet people, you network, you chat to people. And then I was lucky enough, like, they just was like, oh, yeah, you've got another project being commissioned when your um, internship finishes would like to kind of hire you as an actual production secretary um yeah and it's just yeah just kind of snowballs from that and I think you know everyone always needs like that one sort of I guess job or role where they can like connect with a few different people um and it sort of then snowballs onto other bigger and better things no definitely there's like I'm always, always gonna go back to the newsletter the bring in you need like someone to bring you in and yeah <laughs> um so I don't know if this is like asking you to pick like a favorite child but what which one do you prefer like tv radio what's your favorite oh ra- radio 100% because yeah like in terms of like presenting as well I much prefer like just focusing on what I'm be- what I'm saying as a presenter like the thought of having to like be in front of the camera and say and it, the thing is it's, it sounds so mad because it's almost the same thing what you're doing but I don't know I don't think I'm at the point where I'd like to you know do like a lot of camera stuff um so I think yeah definitely like radio and I think there's there's an intimacy of radio that you don't always get with um with tv like I always say three hours of radio is 
literally because the show I do is, is a three-hour show. And when I say, oh my god, a three-hour TV show, I would you would never like you would never sit and watch a three unless you're gonna have a binge marathon. Yeah. You don't sit and watch the same like one episode. That's a film. Whereas with radio, you can tune into a three-hour radio show and you're like, oh my god, like I found out a so much about the music. I've had a good time. I found out loads about this person talking about the music. And oh my god, three hours has passed. Like <laughs> I don't know, it's just completely it's a completely different like um form of like communicating. So Yeah, do you find yourself sometimes just talking on a tangent and then you realise you've let slip like a lot of personal information that you you just you probably wouldn't have t- talked about in like a natural setting. What on radio? Yeah, on radio. Uh, sometimes, or are you but... more professional? I even forgot to ask. Like, what's the name of your radio show? Um, so it's on Capital. It's an, on Sundays, um, ten to one p.m. ten to one a.m. So it's yeah, Sunday night show. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's like a commercial music show. Um, but what was the question? Oh, um, I was asking if you feel like find yourself saying a lot of personal information or just going off on a tangent because sometimes I listen back to episodes and I'm like, I told a lot of my business and I'm not really a person who likes a lot of business. I think it depends. I think if it's, um, I don't know, if, I think it depends on the type of radio you're, do, you're yeah. doing. Like if it's like a, a talk show and an interview based, then yeah. But if it's like um, very much music focused, then you, you're not going to kind of give the that that stuff away because no one's come do you know what I mean people have come for yeah what they've come for so I think it yeah, yeah depends what what sort of show it is so what like what inspired you to start the newsletter because you obviously mentioned how it's I feel I feel really cheesy for <laughs> going back to the name but it was about bringing people in and like providing people with a way to cut, find themselves in the industry but what was the thing that kind of sparked you like starting it um, I just had a lot of people kind of always get in touch with me asking, like, you know, to shadow a lot of the radio shows that I do. Um, and it was just kind of all like asking for advice and sort of stuff. And I was just like, well, I haven't got the time to sit there and reply to people, to everybody who get, gets in touch. Um, why don't I just set up like an actual platform that, you know, is dedicated to that. So the information is there for everyone to see. Um, and that kind of becomes an entity in its own its own its own right and that's literally what what started up and I noticed that obviously during um COVID a lot of a lot of people were messaging me just kind of being like it's I think it's, it's more like radio essentially but a lot of people were messaging me just being like hey like obviously I know like I really want to get into radio I really want to be a radio presenter but obviously with COVID I don't know how to do that have you got any tips or like you know basically have you got any tips and I think I put a tweet out um, just saying to people like this is my experience I'm gonna do I think it was 15 or 20 I can't remember um, but I said I'm gonna hold some one-to-one like mini mentoring sessions for like 45 minutes for people um, just yeah drop me an email if you you want to get in touch and so many people got in touch about 200 people emailed me about it and I was like mm-hmm. this is, again this is a too many people that I'd love to be able to sit with everyone but I got a job <laughs> like, <laughs> and I haven't got time to to, you know, give people bespoke one-to-one feedback. So I spoke to about 15 people. And then from that, I wanted to do something obviously more concrete. And obviously I was like, okay, well, this is definitely a sign to set up something. So yeah, I set the bringing up. 
And then we did like a first audio panel that was all like on Zoom. Um, and it was all about kind of getting into audio. So both like radio and podcasts, um, more so radio than sort of podcasts, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was just really good. I had like different people on the panel. Um, and again, that allowed like people who I couldn't speak to one to one, because a lot of people were asking the same sort of questions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like, okay, well, if everyone's kind of asking the same sort of things, let's have a panel where there's other people talking other than just me and people can hear what they want to say. Um, it's interactive as well as so people's able to ask questions. And yeah, it's just kind of from that, it's sort of been ticking on. But when you set things like this up, I think at first I was like, this is going to be, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to have free posts a day on Instagram. I'm going to do panels every week. Like it's physically like, you have to take time, I always say. And I think I was like, at first, I was like, I'm going to run. And I was like, okay, hang on. We need to slow it down a little bit. Let's do a light jog, very light jog. And then we'll slowly edge into it because, yeah, like I can't work in full time. You, you haven't got the capacity to, to put yeah. the best into these sort of things. So, yeah, I've scaled it back a bit. And now it's obviously the newsletter every week. Um, I think it's like two or three posts on Instagram a week. And a few things coming up that hopefully should be out soon. Mm. How do you, I, I feel like, I, I like you said, I always want to run straight into the projects that I'm doing. Like when I get an idea, I feel really passionate about something. And then if I don't meet that instant expectation, I start to feel guilty. Like, oh, I'm not meeting the level I set for myself at the beginning. How do you, how do you like tr- ignore that or balance that out? Because... <laughs> I feel like that's with everything I end up doing. And I was like, oh, but I just think to myself, sometimes you'll spend so long, like, either it can go two ways because sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, it's good to have high expectations for yourself and to be really self-critical. But then other times I'm like, does anyone actually care? Like, there's so much stuff going out at the moment. Mm. Like, the point of, like, you go on Instagram and you're, like, bombarded with information or you're bombarded on Twitter with someone's new YouTube channel, someone's new, like, podcast, someone's new, like, platform, and there's so much stuff going out that you're just like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? Like, and the thing is, if you're doing it, that's great. Like, but does any, is anyone actually sitting there being like, oh, my God, when you spoke like that, that, that edit just wasn't very good. Like, I really wouldn't have done No one is sitting there thinking that. So <laughs> sometimes it's just like, just do it. But then at the same time, it's good to be, like, protective about your work and how you come across. So hmm. it's Maybe I'm a bit sick then because in my head I'm like, oh, the minute I get the trolls, that's when I know I've made something good. <laughs> <laughs> the minute someone slides into my DM is like, actually, at eight minutes fifty six on that edit, you cut you cut out a little bit there, so I I'm feel done. like you need to do that. I'm done. <laughs> Maybe you're a bit sick. <laughs> you're like, that's all I want. I just want someone to cut. <laughs> You just want to get put on the shade bar or something. Oh, no, don't don't put my business on that. I don't even like talking about my own business. If for someone else on a blog to put it up now, nah, please. <laughs> You're like, that's day. No, 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 no. But um, so I've talked a lot about the newsletter, but I feel like I haven't asked that much about you as a person. So obviously, how do you, like, h- how are you doing? Because obviously the world is it is what it is right now. So how how are you? I'm good, like, just, yeah, you just kind of, I mean, it's been, like, this way for almost a year now. Mm. Um, well, it's coming up to, well, lockdown side, what, 23rd, 22nd of March? Of March, yeah. So it's literally like, almost coming up to a year, and I think it's kind of got to the point where I'm like, 
it's I hate the phrase now, like it makes you feel sick saying this, but this is the new normal. Like <laughs> Yes. I don't know, I'm so I'm just used to it now. I'm just like, oh like wake up, like we had like, a taste of like what outside was like, um let's see what are the in like, summer. Um but even that feels oh I think I'm not sure you phrase, but even that feels like a bit of a distant like memory, what those little few weeks or months we had like but yeah, and that, just kind of just got to keep going, just keep plodding on. I work well without having lists, and obviously, I still, I'm still working. So, um, yeah, there's always there's always something to do. Mm. Um, did you have any plans or any holidays booked for 2021? Because oh. I know some people booked their Afro Nation tickets, and I was like, you don't, don't do that. I'm I'm that person. So. I'm, I was meant to. No. Yeah, I had two holidays from last year that never happened, which were meant to happen this year. They're not happening now. Um, and then last year, when we had the summer that we thought we, we were free, right? Um, I'm even still annoyed that she even um, convinced me to <laughs> to buy the ticket. So yeah, my friend was like, "Yeah, because we, we went to the first Afro Nation, and it was like the best. It was the best like, holiday experience I've had with a friend, and." Um, we was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it again. Like, we reserved, like, the hotel. And was like, should we get the tickets? And I was like, oh, part of me was like, my gut. And this is when I would say to myself, listen to my gut. Like, if my gut is saying something, I should just run with the gut. My gut was saying not to do it. Don't buy it. And my friend was like, oh, come on. Like, the ticket's going to sell out. And so I was like, okay, cool. Sell out the money. She bought the ticket. Because even part of me was like, I could probably get press tickets. But I said I want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could I could have even got free tickets. But I was like, oh, you know what? Let's do it. Give her the money. And... Obviously, we're excited. We reserve our hotel, call happy days. And then as month, like weeks ago, by, I was like, yeah, this ain't happening. <laughs> this ain't happening. But we did get, um, we bought like the cancellation. Oh, okay. Section. But I don't think they're going to cancel it. I think, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be cancelled. But who knows? Um, I'd like to recoup some of that money. But um, there's a lot, there's people in a lot worse situations who've lost a lot more than a ticket to a holiday. That's, so, uh, that's true. That's true. That's a nice way uh, of looking at it. Yeah. Go with the, the wins and the losses. And yeah, I'm still here. Hey. So. Sometimes. You know. Honestly, yeah. sometimes you look out the window, you're like, ooh, I made it. Thanks. Yeah, literally. Right. So yeah, just, 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 yeah. I'm a bit uh, salty about it though. Cause like, anytime I see anyone talking about it, like, even when you mentioned it, I was like, oh God, why? <laughs> And I am going to be that person who bought their ticket, but um, yeah, it's fine. It is what it is. I don't think it's going to happen. And to be honest, part of me is like, would I even want to go into some such a crowded space anyway? Um, uh, you know yeah. I mean? like, this whole thing it's, is like, I don't know. It's weird because, you know, do you watch films and TV shows now? Sometimes look at like situations or even just old Instagram videos and like look at just packed clubs, packed concerts, and you're like, I couldn't do that now. Or just, I don't even know how how that happened. It's mad because I was saying to my friend, just like my cousin yesterday, I was like, why was never like washing our hands and like hand sanitizer such an ingrained thing in our lives? Like, why did it take like life to get to this point where like every minute my hand sanitizer, like, shh, 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 shh. as soon as I get it, wash like 15 seconds, like, scrub, 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 scrub. And I'm like, why like, and I look at, like like you said, like pictures of like clubs or even like films. Like I was watching something every day and I was like, oh, this definitely wasn't filmed in COVID because this is not safe. <laughs> and it's sort of like now it's become literally so, so normal for me to um, 
just the good stuff. Like that's too many people there that don't want to do that. That like the thought of going to a concert as much as I want to see a live show or go into like a festival. Part of me is like, mm, do I really want to be around that many people? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I was thinking of. I, I really wanted to see, I don't know if you know Sam Henshaw, like I really oh, yeah. wanted to see him. Yeah. I think last year and I was hoping he was going to come back to England because I think he was touring America. And then I don't know, around March, I was like, okay, yeah. So pandemic will be fine. Maybe I get to see him when he comes back in autumn. I just kept on checking his website. And I was, at some point during last year, I was like, just stop, just stop looking at the website because nothing's coming from this. It's okay. <laughs> You're like, no, this isn't happening. I do, the thing is, I do feel like um, I was listening to like, and I was listening to something um, for for some work stuff, and they were talking. Uh, this person, this artist, was talking about you know shows and how hard that is for you know performers. And they did say they made a valid point. It was like you know, like I see sports people, they're back doing their job, like on the pitch, you know. But us as performers, like singers, yeah, we can go to the studio, but like we're not able to actually like do our shows and perform. I was like, that is so true. And as much as I, you know, there was a lot of like acoustic stuff, Instagram lives, like from home things. It's not the same yeah. as like a live, you know, intimate performance. That's true. That's interesting. I wonder if they'll like try and repurpose that, like football stadiums, like you said, and do those things where they'll just try and separate people in sections and little areas. Like they did with the Super Bowl this past weekend. Because, I, I mean, it won't be the same. It's not like you're going to be in a crowd of people enjoying the music, but it'll, yeah. still, it'll still be that live kind of feel. Yeah. It's mad. It is mad. But as I said, like, it's become like, so, like, it's what it is now. Like, this, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see any of the, the clips from the Super Bowl? Because I was just looking at it. Online. All I've seen is that that the weekend one, like that everyone. <laughs> that's all I've seen. Like, <laughs> I mean, running through. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's sad because I love when something like such a big moment happens, like a like the weekend performing at the Super Bowl was huge, and then the only content I'm really absorbing from it is him looking running around mm. becoming a meme. <laughs> but I guess that's a win in his book because he's supposed- talking about it so. I mean, it obviously worked. The one, I think the one performance that I was really happy about was um, Jasmine Sullivan singing the live, what was it? Not live. Um, the, the, what's the word for it? National Anthem. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I was like, because I loved her, I just love her work. I loved her past, like the project she just released uh, beginning of this year. And I was like, yeah, no, honestly, Jasmine and her vo- vocal range, she deserves. You know, unpopular opinion, I don't really, like, maybe I missed the boat with Jasmine. I don't get the hype with really? um, Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, like, I messaged my friend about this. I was like, she kept posting me on Instagram. I was like, oh. I, heard, I listened to her projects, and I was like, okay, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get, the, I just don't get the hype, like, I don't get the hype, like. But I think I just missed the boat with Jasmine when she first came out. How many years mm. ago? The only thing I know is bust your windows out your car. Like, oh, that was me for a long time. I think I I'm good. out her albums. I was like, I I think it was. You know what's what's mad for me? A lot of my intros into music were was because of Glee. Do you remember the TV show Glee? 
I never watched it, but my friend was t- talking about. Yeah. She said they done like, a good performance of um, a Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, so they did like a version of Bust Your Windows, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Let me. Li-. And then I was like, oh, it's a black woman singing, and it's got even more soul in it. Okay, let me listen to it, and I loved it. And then I went on like a whole Jasmine like ex- exploration thing, but. I was like, because I was raised a lot on gospel and mm. then I moved into like finding other kinds of music as I got older. I had older cousins and friends and things like that. So Glee was like a really good show that kind of brought new music to me, like things I probably wouldn't have found on my own until mm. like just randomly like clicking the search bar and seeing what comes up. I love the way Glee is your entry point into discovering Sad. music on your own terms. <laughs> really mad when I say that but I'm like it's the truth <laughs> it's how I found a lot of some, these artists that I love now yeah that is mad but at least at least you got there <laughs> hey hey I stopped listening to those covers eventually <laughs> the original slap slap much harder um so how are you like how are you finding doing a show at like you said is it 10 to 11 10 to 1 yes 10 10 p.m to 1 a.m yeah, it's good. Cool. I mean, it's, yeah, like it's completely different to what I was doing before. So before I was doing a daily show on Foundation FM, that was 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then obviously during, yeah, obviously during lockdown, I was doing that from home. Um, but then during that time, um, Capital got me in to do some demos and stuff. Um, so over Christmas, I'd done the route between Christmas and New Year. I'd done like a week of overnight. So I'd done 1 a.m. till 6 a.m. Ooh. yeah for a week and I was like ah, da, da, da. but then after that they offered me a permanent slot um so so yeah it was um it's good yeah how do you how do we do that because I feel like sometimes I just I, I send emails to radio stations and I'm like hey I, I do my thing this is this is like my little demo can I can I come on literally I mean I mean I've been doing radio so I've been doing like obviously I started doing community radio about like seven maybe seven years in total now and it's just long like you just have to like keep going like you know doing doing like going to different stations it kind of experimenting what kind of shows you want to do what sort of presenter you want to be mm. um but yeah like even like how the capital thing came out it was somebody is a um somebody I met um because I was I did a show I used to do stuff with, I used to do a podcast of Red Bull and she came to one of the events we would do like a podcast and a live event um and she came to one of the live events and I was obviously hosting it and she's oh like when she used to chat made friends whatever and then like a couple months later well maybe a year later she was like oh um I wanted to introduce you to some people at Capital and I didn't even know she worked there and that's how the sort of conversation happened and it's just mad like sometimes you're we kind of like hitting up people you're like no one's replying and when they, I guess things happen when you least expect it. So. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. And sometimes you're networking without realising you're networking, which is like, someone once told me networking is like making fake friends. I was like, yeah, no, I get that. But yeah, yeah it's, it has to be done. It does. It's all part, and it's part of the, the. it's part, especially when you work in a creative industry, it's, that's all part of it. Like, um, it literally is just part of it. Like, most jobs will come from who you know or someone that, you know, I could meet, I could like be chatting to you and you could be like, oh, I'm working on this project. Like, for example, let's take away radio, but like, oh, I really need a graphic designer. I'm like, oh, I've got someone like, this person's sick. I'll introduce you to them. They then become part of your network. You're chatting, cool. Then that person goes off and says, I oh, worked this girl, you know, she's doing a sick podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, let me check it out. Oh my God, I work for this. Like, and that's just how things work. So it's definitely like, yeah, 
Never. No, it's mad. I, I actually do need a graphic designer. So. <laughs> well, I will send you word. I can't send you if you need. I actually, if you, if you have anyone, I'd appreciate it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's true. I think um, a lot of things that I've kind of stumbled on are like just random interactions. Like we mentioned Sound and Colour earlier. So I got on that group because I went to a random talk that um, Renee, who kind of heads that group, was leading she was on a panel for like women in color and audio or something like that and I went to that with a friend and then I I followed her I followed Renee on Twitter then she started tweeting about I want to make this group like this uh, Google group for people of color in audio and I was like yeah sure so she added me to that and then I made contact with someone else on that group and then I started doing like some shadowing I did a few shadowing stuff at different stations and it was like all of this because I went to just one panel that I found on Eventbrite I think at one point that's how it happens though like you when you kind of go into things you get opened up into such a different like different spaces especially if you're trying to get into those spaces it is so important when you're starting off to go to the different events to go to Especially now, whether it's especially when it's like a lot of panels are on Zoom and stuff, it's so good just to go to those things because especially when, as much as it might be annoying, social how social media is, um, like once you kind of follow the people on socials, um, you're like you'll expose yourself to their network. So you could just be following, like you said, Renee. You'll be seeing what she's tweeting about. You're like, oh, okay, this sounds interesting. I have no clue what this is. Let me click on that person's page. And I think that's where social media is really good for helping your career as well. So Yeah. Even though sometimes it feels like the worst place. Have you seen, um, oh, God forgive me, Tessica, the person who used Gorilla Glue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I love it. I love it. I think so, so much. Oh, my gosh. I was watching, I think I saw some some pictures earlier today and I, I literally sent out a prayer because her sister had found a way to lift the hair and I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> that is, honestly, that whole thing. I, but that just shows you how mad so and how fast social media is. And there's been so many instances of that, and especially during like the past year, like little instances of people who've had like maybe, I say 15 minutes of fame, it's not even 15 minutes of social media land, it's literally like 10 seconds of like little narratives that pop up and you even hear it in music. Like there's, I think a couple of songs that are in the charts at the moment, um, they kind of went, it's like one, it's like the, it's called the Willowman song. And it went viral basically on TikTok. And then he got like a number, do you know what I mean? He got a number one from it. And he's just like a random producer who sat in his room doing a video of like the sort of the TikTok, like do, doing the video of like him remixing this song. Oh, yeah. him, yeah. So doing those sort of things, like, so many times has happened during, like, the last year, like, these little stories of people who've, like, gone viral. But, I mean, I'm so curious to see what the Gorilla Glue lady, I mean, that's not even her name. Is it what? Tessica, <laughs> what she'll be doing? Because I feel like if, if she plays her cards right, she could maybe get sponsored by, like, I don't She's know, got money, yeah, a wig company, maybe. I, I want it for her. I mean, first, down, so. first of all, I want her scalp and her edges and her hair to be healed. That's the first point. But she's got management and she's got a verified tick. And I feel like she can she can do what she can do with that. But first of all, like, let the medical stuff sort itself out. Yeah. The hair, that, I mean, it's, so, it's just mad because it's like, it's just crazy how that unfolded. Because you're like, Whoa. 
God. And the, it's, it was the sound when she was like tapping it with her nails. I was like, oh no, that's that's like some. No, the part of me was when she got the shampoo and she was like, yeah. with her long nails. I was just like, and I was like, wow, like, that no. is, that's not coming off. It's not shifting. I was like, oh, oh baby, no. Uh, edges. That weren't coming off. That weren't coming off. That weren't coming off. I, I, I honestly I felt for her. I think I just I just kept like an eye out anytime I saw her picture pop up because I was like I, I want to know she's okay. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's, those stories I find mad because you beco- you do become invested in them like you become like yeah. oh what happened with her did she get it taken off like yeah you just become invested in it. Yeah, I didn't like how some people were basically being like oh why are you people trying to make her into a star or something like that. I feel like people have become. Fa- like social media famous internet famous for worse things if this woman can get her firstly get her health and everything sorted and that's all good and then still be able to profit in some way i'm not really that mad at it just because i feel like you know it was interesting the the progression you saw from her posting a tiktok to actually then getting a bunch of advice on how to deal with the situation to then actually following that advice and then getting the help whereas some people may have just either sat at home and tried to carry on and deal with it by themselves because they were too embarrassed mm. and then eventually went to the hospital, even though a month is too long to wait to deal with this shit. But I feel like it was good that it was good that she put herself out there in a way because it eventually helped her get the help that she needed. But I my think gosh, the, the, the thing is, right? Like, <laughs> I think that the, the element, though, of the, the reason why this story has transpired the way it has is because it is ridiculous because... Let's face it. I mean, like, and I get there is it is a mistake to make. I know there is a hair product called Gorilla Glue for hair. Oh, but you know, but, I'll let you finish. Let me finish. But like, I think what you were saying when you're like, oh yeah, like some of us might feel silly to go on social media to ask for advice. I mean, I might go on social. I'm not going to go on social media and say, oh hey, like, um, my hair's knotted because I haven't combed it for three days. I know why it's knotted because I haven't combed it for three days. This was, I've done something very silly. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally. I fell for her. And yeah, I'm, I'm just glad she's getting it sorted. I saw that, I thought that she did get Gorilla Snort and Gorilla Glue confused, but apparently she did it on purpose. Yeah. And she would be able to wash it out. And I was like, oh, oh, baby, no. Yeah, man. I'm saying baby, no, but this woman is like twice my age. Um, Actually, your mom, like, probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how old you are, but yeah, I, I saw that yeah. she's in her 40s. So. She's in her 40s, yeah. yeah it's the way she just went, you know, have you seen me? Have you seen I had this hairstyle? And I was just like, wow. So it's even, it became probably a running joke within like her, her like close circle. Like people were sort of like, girl, you still got that piece on your head? Like, and then it was just like, yeah, this isn't moving. But I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you wanted a permanent hairstyle, you know now what you can use. Yeah, no, that's not... We're not endorsing the use of Gorilla Glue on here. No, please. <laughs> Put it down. Oh, uh, no, it was mad. But yeah, I'm glad that she's getting it sorted out. Um, how have you... Like, how has social media been for you since, obviously, you've got the show on Capital? I don't know if things have changed for you drastically or have you, like... I'm not saying like I want people in your DMs like I was saying at the beginning, but have you found that you've got more exposure on social media? Um, I, I, I guess so. I think what's interesting is it's just um, 
I would say it's always people always getting, obviously, it's always people wanting something. That's what happens. More people want mm. So, obviously, when I had a show every day, it was kind of like, yeah, you know, can I, can I be do a guest mix on your show? Can I, can you play my music on your show? Can I come on your show? Now it is a lot of people saying, oh, um, either can, can you play me on the show? But it's like, well, if you listen to the station, do your research, you'll know that it's a playlist show. So, I won't be selecting your track. Mm. And then also it's a lot of people being like, oh, hey, could you send my demo to this person? I said, oh, my God, let me just sit down. <laughs> like, let, me, let me just get a girl. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, I guess those are the main two things, to be honest. But, yeah, that, that's always, I guess, the way, the way of the world. Um, I mean, I'm, I won't, like... Or- I mean, you know, get seek your opportunities where you can, but pay attention to how things work. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think, especially, uh, it's mad. I always notice artists are probably the most brazen people and they have to be because, obviously, yeah. they want their music to be heard. But, like, mm. I don't know. Sometimes just save your own time, save my time. Research. Yeah. <laughs> it helps everybody. Um, I forgot to ask you, when do you have to go? Because I remember you saying... Yeah, I probably need to. I've got. A, I need to prep for another recording. Doing it at six, so okay, in about cool. five minutes. Okay, cool. Um, so we'll just like talk for a little bit, and then I'll end it, and then we'll record the intro, which is another thing. Um, but yeah, I guess before we go, uh, is there anything that you want to like plug or tell people about yourself? Um. Yeah. Just. I guess. Yeah, follow the Bring In, uh, the Bring In UK on all social platforms. Subscribe to the newsletter. Listen to me on the radio on a Sunday night on Capital. Um, and yeah, like um, just follow the journey. There's obviously interesting stuff coming, just both from myself and the Bring In. So yeah, I'm on socials at Camilla Rose on everything. Nah, I love that. Thanks for coming on, Camilla. Um, yeah, you you all heard that. Go go seek out your opportunities. Network. Don't put gorilla glue in your hair. No, don't. Um, no. Bring people in. Just seek seek out. You know. <laughs> and also use social media. It's a it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Camilla. Uh, like Camilla said, if you want to check out the bring in, so the bring in on Instagram, Twitter, and also you can sign up for the newsletter. Uh, the podcast is at From Home Pod, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.